episode of the So She Slays podcast. Today, I have Hannah Minardi in. She is the co-founder of Standard Self-Care. Y'all know that we love skincare over here. Like, Chauncey and I have definitely expressed more than one million times that we just are obsessed with skincare. So I'm actually really excited to have Hannah here because you kind of have a very interesting journey as to how we even got to this point. So before I jump into that direction, go ahead and say hi, intro yourself a little. Yes. So thank you so much for having me. I'm also excited to just chat and anyone who is obsessed with skincare is a friend of mine. (laughs) we'll, We'll get into the weeds here pretty soon, but I am, yeah, like you already said, my name is Hannah and I'm the co-founder of Standard Self-Care, which is a clean but results-driven skincare line that is pretty new. We are only a year old, which is amazing because we have a lot more to go, but we've also had some amazing accolades accolades along the way here. So I'm excited to share a bit more of that with you. And um, yeah, I've been building brands for the last 10 years. So Standard is just kind of one of the ones that has a lot more of my stamp of approval on it (laughs) really fun process but I've been able to bring a lot of amazing better for you brands to life and yeah this one is just kind of the culmination of a lot of things that I wanted to do and um, was able to do it and bring it to life really recently so oh my gosh well a year is definitely not very long and to get it to where you are at this point in time is definitely some accolades in that as far as that goes um but before we kind of get there I really want you to talk about how you dropped out of college and like you were like this is not for me and then you went ahead and like just started your own thing which I think honestly Gen Z probably is gonna do way more of Mm -hmm. um I am a millennial, so it's one of those things where it's like we were, school was it. That is what we did. That was what was expected of us. So talk to me about how you dropped out at 19. You're like, I'm over it. And you just started your own thing. Yeah. So, I mean, technically I'm still on my leave of absence, so I could go back. (laughs) But um, yeah, I always say and want to preference my that choice of mine is not for everyone it's just a route that you can take and I think the way I evaluated it for me is at the time when I was 18 and I just had started school I was a part of a very fast-growing startup that had a a fast-paced trajectory and either I stayed on the executive team and had so much immense growth or I stayed in school and there was just Mm -hmm. not a way to balance both and honestly as far as the dedication to our shareholders and to my other and the other co-founders that were all involved. If I stayed in school, I could only spend a certain amount of time on the startup and we all needed to be full force in it. So it became kind of either I let go of that position or I stay in school. And the other thing that I battled was in school, I was not learning at the same degree I was learning in real life. And I do think that's something a lot of people come across more recently too. But yeah, in business, I would say there was some things that practically I learned from school and that was mostly just the network and the alumni network. So I think for that reason, school, I'm so grateful that I even went to the amount of school I did. I was actually ahead. So I only have one year left if I would want to go back. So I made it through a decent amount, but I think... Um, for me, the network was really great, but what I was actually learning in school did not even compare to how much I was learning in the workplace. And so 
I think that that's kind of where my decision got narrowed down. But kind of like what I was saying earlier, it's not for everyone. I had a lot of friends who went to school without as clear of a path of what they wanted to do or even the area of work that they wanted to be in. And so school was so valuable for them. And they had more years to even just kind of dip their toes into things and even just evolve as a person. And so for that kind of person that is in more of that position and they have the time or resources to stay in school, I think it can be really valuable. So dropping out, it's not just like, oh, because someone did and someone was a part of a fast growing company, it's for everyone. I think it's really individual of a choice. But for me, it's what worked. And um, I'm so glad I did because I was able to really hit the ground running. And my other co-founders of that first startup I was a part of, they were amazing mentors to me and really made sure that kind of I did my own. It was very like a fast course masters, basically. Oh, my goodness. There was we had all this reading that we all were kind of encouraging each other to do. So we're constantly reading a lot. We're constantly meeting with our advisors of our company who are much older than us, had been a part of amazing, amazing companies. And so because of that learning, it's like, it was kind of like make your own schooling. So I wasn't yeah. just free all at the startup. I was really like, to it, so it sounds much. like it was like a little bit of a, like, it was like your own type of schooling. Like you designed it yourself almost for like what you were going after and I think that's like the argument, right? With with college right now, especially like it's being so expensive. You're not necessarily learning the stuff that you would be learning had you just jumped into the job field and worked your way up to a certain degree um, within the workplace. And then there's sometimes where people are still looking at your resume and you're like, oh, you didn't go to college. You know, there's a certain stigma to that. Does that ever pop up for you? Like, does that ever like, does that stigma bug you at all? That's actually the point I was going to hit on. For me, that has never been an issue since I left school. And I would say I'm from a very traditional family where, you know, it was the case when I told my family, they would have loved for me to complete school. Also, I'm an, I'm actually pretty much a nerd. I love school. My whole life, I was like, you know, trying to get the best grades and, you know, doing crossing my T's, dotting my eyes. I was such a nerd. And so for me, I also kind of pinched a little bit that I wasn't finishing, but it was one of those decisions that has made a world of difference and has not held me back in any way. But again, to, not to bring this back up, but to what I was saying about it being very individual, I also knew the type of work that I was going into and I was going to pursue and I was, I'm very headstrong and I was going to make that opportunity for myself if for some reason some part of it didn't work out. But I know that there are some types of there are lots of types of careers where you do need that degree. So mm -hmm. I would say if your if your inspiration is to be at more of like a nine to five type of job, where you have um, more of like a cor a classic corporate structure, they are going to interview you and look at your school degrees. And that is going to be something that matters a lot more. That just was not the path that I was on. I'm, I feel like I've always been on a little bit of a unique trajectory that way. Um, but I have been in the startup world for a long time. I've done a lot of consulting. And so because of that, my school degree isn't something that I've been laddered against. It's more about my experience, my portfolio, 
the value that I've added already because I started so early. Like I was at 18 building up my portfolio of clients or as my friends, a lot of them dropped or dropped, finished school at 22, started their first, you know, associate level job. And then, you know, they're still going through the ranks that way, which is also an amazing path to go on too. There is ways to succeed in that way. It's just that's what I would say, obviously, too, with like a law degree or um, something specific in the medical field, you have to get a degree. So there are you have to know the path that you want to take. So it just sounds like you had a little bit more direction than I would say, like a good amount of people at that age, because I don't think that um, like I know myself, I did not have that level of, of like direction. And so I used school to try all these different things that I thought I liked. And then that actually ended up helping me like narrow down what I was actually good at and what I actually really enjoyed doing too, because I thought I was, girl, I thought I was going to be a teacher. I thought I was going to work in like fashion. I thought I was going to do, like, I was all over the place. Um, (laughs) That's what being young is for. That is what you're supposed to do also. Exactly. So it's just one of those things where um, it's always interesting to me because it sounds like you had a really great direction. You already knew what you wanted. And then you went ahead and you were doing this startup. And then, so tell me when with seven actually started, like, how did that come into play? Yeah. So after that first startup I was a part of, that was about three or four years. And I, I was so head down at that startup as was everyone involved. It was kind of like a 24 seven head down because we all have things at stake. Um, the other, the two co-founders, original co-founders, they both also dropped out of school. One was at Stanford, the other one was at USD. So we, and the average age of the company was 22. It was a bunch Holy of- Holy shit. That's a whole bunch of youngins. Oh my God. And then, you know, as we grew, we started to be able to make some big hires and had some more senior people involved. Our advising team was also very senior. So we kind of were on the backs of um, much- more years, even though we were all on the younger side, but we worked so hard and we didn't really look up for all those years. So I think at the end of that, I kind of forgot actually how much I had done. So I had actually rebranded that company and completely led that myself and then did, um, you know, everything marketing wise for that company and managed a lot of agencies and kind of had my hands in every area of marketing, but a lot of people had known my work for the branding that I did on the Mm -hmm. company overall. And so leaving there, I got reached out to, to do the product branding for another few CPG brands. So from there, just kind of, I, I always thought I was just going to go straight into another marketing role at another brand, but then it kind of, I kept getting reached out to people to work on a consulting basis or, to do the branding of a product that was about to launch or rebrand. And so from that point, I just realized, wow, I love this. And I love having my hands in different parts of the industry or just different industries in general, because as much as I had loved that first startup was in the health and wellness food space, I didn't know that I wanted to 100% be in the yeah. food. You're like, I am i don't know if I'm going to be in this wellness space for like a super long time. And like yeah. with with um with seven like it was this your first like okay so before we totally interrupt tell everybody what with seven actually is 
Yeah. So with seven is kind of what I formed after having consulted with a few brands over that next period of time, I wanted to formalize an agency and be able to offer a lot more services. And so with seven is a purpose driven consulting agency. We offer a lot of marketing services. It's basically a full service marketing agency, but also we have a partnership with an e-commerce agency as well. So we can do everything as far as like developing the website, running all of the paid marketing side as well. And um, and then also your traditional marketing services like product development, product branding, um, PR. So yeah. Oh my gosh. That's-, that's something that the reason I also started it was because of a pain point that I realized working with a lot of these brands is that whether you're a startup and you are starting at a obviously very low point and maybe you have some funding, but maybe you have low amounts of funding. A lot of these startups would get in a position where they had a great product, but the brains of the CEO slash co-founders are not on the creative side. So then they'd go, okay, I need a creative partner. So then they'd get a big agency that's very well known and they'd sink quarter of a million, half a million into branding early on. And then the problem is that branding agency is pretty far removed from knowing what that brand actually needs because they're like, oh, we'll just offer something beautiful or that they wanted to put in their portfolio, but it doesn't actually function the way that it should to the consumers. So then, you know, maybe like a year later, it happens all, all the time, which is so terrible. But like a year later, the product's on a shelf at a retailer or they present in front of a buyer and the buyer says, oh no, this won't work for our customer. You need a rebrand. So then they have to go through that whole process again. And, you know, as a young company can really sink you to keep spending that on branding. And for that first startup I worked in was, you know, I was 18 and I had to fire our branding agency, our PR agency and our social media agency, because in the first couple of months of the business, before I jumped in, the original co-founders had hired all three of those. And when I got in, I was like, oh my gosh, there's, why are we paying these people? They're not doing the work that they should. And so, yeah, kind of from those experiences, I was always sort of that resource for people where they ended up firing their bigger agencies for me to jump in and be involved. And so that I was like, why? I just need to make the better solution to this. And yeah. from a big array of brands that I've been able to, and had the privilege really to be a part of, that's kind of why I started with Seven was to be that resource and really help a lot of these startups to get off the ground, but in a more sustainable way. So we work really high touch with all the brands as well. So I think that's also a unique approach because a lot of the bigger agencies, you know, you have one check-in maybe every other week, and then it's kind of like you're on your own and you know, hope that helps. Here's this one design and like, you know, hope that, hope that helps you, but that's not really what they need to grow. They need to partner a lot of these startups because they also can't afford a full um, person. So that's usually why they're coming to an agency to kind of save themselves on the payroll side. So yeah, I think with seven is really born out of that need. And then also I wanted to work with brands that were building towards a purpose. So I've been able to work with a lot of amazing sustainable brands. I've also worked with a lot of female-led brands. I've worked with um, now one of my favorite categories to work with is the non-alcoholic space. I myself am just, I've never been a heavy drinker, but I've also had a lot of friends who struggled with their sobriety, had different degrees of sobriety. And I think it's, 
it feels very purposeful to be a part of the non-alcoholic space and to help it grow. I've been, um, I've worked on hop water, which is an amazing beer yeah. alternative. And then currently I work on Hio, which is a non-alcoholic seltzer, which I love the brand. It's amazing and mm-hmm. growing so quickly. So that's also an amazing category that I love working in. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that you've done so much with branding and all this kind of stuff. And it's so good because of the fact, like, I really want to touch on like what you mentioned with, with these bigger agencies and like the creatives not really being uh there as far as the co-founders go and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's so funny. Cause I know we're going to get over to your new project right now, as far as like standard, uh, standard self-care, yeah. which, you know, you also have a co-founder, who is also a friend. And I can speak to that because Chauncey and I are best friends. We started So She Slays. And then because we actually saw a lot of the same problems that you saw with these huge agencies and like startups or like anything like that, that was part of the reason why we were like, oh, hey, we should, this may be like some some place where we can help because like with our creative studio, you know, we were lucky enough to be co-founders that actually like creatives. And we are creatives in that aspect, right? But at the same time, too, we also came across a lot of people who are like, I don't know anything about social media. I don't know how to do it for myself. I don't know how to create content. I don't know how to like, um, you know, market myself in that factor. I don't know how to create all of these like creative digital media assets and this and this or whatever. And it's like you do need that to the part of it. You need that kind of stuff, much like you need branding. Yeah. Um. It, like and trust me, girl, I have worked with some people who do not have branding and it is rough. It is it. not fun. <laughs> like, so that was definitely a learning curve there. But what I really want to know too is like, so we have with seven still, but how did skincare get involved in any of this? Yeah. So I would say there is a streamline here. Myself, I've always been passionate about the wellness world. I was such a um, health freak my entire life from the time I was in sixth grade I was the annoying daughter to my mom who I couldn't eat the the food that she was making every night because I decided I wanted to try this health thing and that thing um, I, because I was just passionate about it I had parents who also had autoimmune conditions I myself had some autoimmune tendencies and I just was on this amazing journey to figure out how could you eat for the best longevity for yourself for those around you. And so um, I was just always very obsessed with better for you products. And so that's kind of what even led me to that first startup that I was working on because people knew kind of knew how much I was passionate about that space and just my daily lifestyle, my personal interests. And so the mm-hmm. other co-founder or the, the original co-founder of that company was really similar to me, was waking up at 5am to do her morning routine and work. Girl, 5am workouts. <laughs> And um, catch me there. I'm sorry. I'm not even functioning. Yeah. Well, that was us in college. And so in college, yeah, I would go out and then I'd still wake up at 5am to do that whole thing. And so people connected us because they were like, listen, you have to meet this girl. You guys are so similar. And so, yeah, I think like I kind of got in that vein of better for you products. That first one was in the food space, but then Myself, I've always been passionate about skincare. My grandma is like the beauty queen. I'm actually Hawaiian, so she's so amazing and has always had an insane beauty and skincare routine. And it was something that I was really passionate about. But um, kind of 
was able to have my hands a little bit in it with some of the brands I consulted on. But over the course of time, I met, so I have, like you were saying, I have co-founders. So for my skincare line, I have two others. So two guys, actually, Austin Weiberg, who went to college with me and we were very close and have been friends ever since. And then my other co-founder, Darsh. So we all three had kind of different ways that we connected over the years. So Austin and I had known each other separate from Austin and Darsh. And so they had all also been a part of a lot of Better For You products. Adarsh more on the investing side, advising side. Austin had been a part of um, Talentless, I'm sure you're familiar, and a lot of e-commerce brands. So more on the D2C side. And then I had been more on the branding side and then the enthusiast side of just being very obsessed with all of these brands and just bringing to life products that were better for you, but also could really perform at their best. And so we all joined forces um, about three years ago now, before COVID, it might be a little bit more now. And so we started that formulation process and we're just really interested in the skincare space. Um, my other co-founder is his family is also all from India and they have on the, the, the foundation of their family is very Ayurvedic and natural products. And that's something that's normal for them all but for here in america you know we have a lot of things that are not derived. so many chemicals exactly and not anywhere derived from natural sources and we're so far away from that so he personally was very passionate about that and i think that we all our brand is called standard self-care and it kind of is the encompasses everything that we are all are individually so we all want our lives to be at a higher standard we want the things we eat, we want our routines. And our skincare is something that is really important because your skin is your largest organ. You could be working out every day, but your largest organ is your skin. You have to mm-hmm. that. And In I think- the words of my one of my best friends, Quinn, she's like, yeah. you only have one face. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I think also we live in a time when, you know, there's so many procedures that can be done and there's so many external things that you can keep doing but also that's that's a rat race in and of itself like what can you do in your routines and your simple routine process of products that you're using that can actually benefit your skin as well and help you to feel confident um i think that's the key and so we wanted to create a line our current line has three products in it it's pretty simple and one that you can actually notice a difference with the products that you're using but it's clean ingredients that you can feel super confident about. So that that combination was something that we took a long time to formulate and really didn't launch the products until we knew that they hit both those benchmarks. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell me, you only have three products in there. So a cleanser, a toner, a moisturizer. Yes. uh, No, we have a cleansing balm. So you still, most people still will use a regular cleanser. Um, so we wouldn't say it's a complete collection yet, but the cleanser is coming. <laughs> um, but we we love a cleansing balm. And I think it was something we wanted to have more of a unique format um, that people could start using because we wanted a product that also protects your skin barrier. All of our products are really very protecting of your skin barrier. And a cleansing balm is really essential for that. So you're not in your skin. I think a lot of routines so far the other way of, heavy exfoliators and heavy um like ha serums and things that break your skin barrier honestly yes i was so guilty of that i was so guilty of that i had to switch 
everything up like around COVID or whatnot because I was destroying my skin. Yeah, it, it can happen. I mean, it happened to myself as well, too. I think it's really easy to do. And especially if you're not understanding what's in your products, it can be really easy to do. You don't realize how stripping it is. You're like, oh, I'm just using a normal cleanser. Or if you're someone like me who I work out a lot or do a lot of sweaty workouts, you think the more you do an intense cleanser or scrub, like that's how healthy your skin is, you know, but really it just is stripping your skin constantly. And so we have a cleansing balm, which um, it's turmeric root, moringa oil, and sea buckthorn oil are kind of the key ingredients in it. And so again, like tying back to the Ayurvedic ties of the ingredients. And then we have our moisturizer, which is like a daily moisturizer. And I can't wait for you to try it also and give me your feedback. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That's like, I love trying skincare. Like anybody knows Chauncey and I are huge skincare people. So it's like, I, I love trying things. There's bottles all over. my. That's so fun. I think so, you know, as much as the products are important, what we really want people to be inspired by through our entire line is being able to prioritize that self-care routine. So that's why we mm. named the brand standard self-care. It's not just standard skincare. Because your self-care routine is so important and that's your you time and that's so that you can fill your cup up so that you can be the best for everyone and everything around you. You can be the best at work. You can be the best in your family, for your partner, for your You can't do that without some kind of routine and it doesn't need to be a, you know, hundred step routine. Even just a couple extra minutes to prioritize self-care is so important. I agree. And with this, though, it's so interesting because skincare seems a little out of the box in, in a sense as far as like other brand like branding. I mean, like you did branding and then now all of a sudden you co-founded a skincare line. I just want to know, too, how, like how was that process? Was there a huge learning curve? Was it so much trial and error? Because it's like it's so cool to talk about your, you know, accomplishments, but no one talks about all the times in which everything sucked or it fell apart or anything like that. So how did that go? Yeah. So I would also say because I was a part of a lot of startups, just because I think a lot of people knew me for branding, I was internal with a lot of these companies and at a startup, you're just involved in everything. So I did get to handle our vendors, be a part of, you know, the factory process, the operation side of things the investor relations like there was a lot of different sides of the company that I was or companies that I was a part of that I also got to see and understand and so when we're starting standard I would say it was all hands on deck all three of us played every role at the company we all have our own lanes for sure that are our strengths but I do think that we all kind of had to jump in on every lane and a lot of it, you, we just had to figure out as we went because we were new and we all were not from heritage skincare lines. So when we were finding the perfect you know, partner for our lab and our chemist, we had to really convince these people to work with us because you know they work with some of the best in the world. And so we kind of, I wouldn't say lucked out, but we have a really amazing chemist and lab partner that our our foundation for being able to get to where we are today because they have been just amazing resources for us and have made it all possible what our crazy requests were I mean we have a really long list of all of our no's of things that we did not want in our products 
and an even longer list of what we wanted each product to do. And so we made it not the easiest for our chemist, but she was really able to make that happen. And and that's the base of our company. That's our, our pillars is that we all of our products are vegan and cruelty free and paraben free and sulfate free. And, you know, we have our long list. And then we also kind of have go the extra mile by testing all of our products for heavy metals, molds, carcinogens, and make sure that they're all um, Prop 65 certified to not cause cancer, or be of harm to people in that way. So uh, we actually also publish those results live on our site. So we just want to make sure that we're extra transparent. That's something that's really important to us. And we want our consumers to be as educated as possible. So, I mean, I feel like that that's extra important because I think a lot of us, I mean, the, those of us that are passionate about skincare or wellness or anything like that, I think we know that the products that we're using most of the time can carry carcinogenic um, ingredients. I mean, when I started learning that dry shampoo, majority of it can cause cancer. I was in the store looking for dry shampoo that doesn't have, you know, all of these ingredients in it that's very organic. And it's like I could pronounce everything on the back of the label because, again, your skin is absorbs so much. So it's like that was just freaking uh that was just dry shampoo and then on top of that which by the way if anybody has recommendations for really great dry shampoo that's organic like i'm hit your girl up i'm still on a hunt i'm still still on a hunt if anybody wants if anybody's hearing this or knows like slide into the dms let me know i'm still on a hunt um and then also too like with makeup right you know it's the it's the talc uh or not talc it's the um is it talc? What is it? It's like carcinogenic um powder or whatnot. Um, that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, it was the whole ass documentary. I watched a whole ass documentary on this, uh, Hannah. Um, yeah. but it's basically like it's a powder that I think it's almost like ba- they made it with baby Alcum. powder. Alcum. Oh yes, yes, Alcum. yes. You're yes. right. And so you it was talc. I was like, wait, I don't think it's that, but yes, talcum. Exactly. I was like, there's a talcum powder for sure, and um, that's it was in baby powder, and then it like caused cancer in people and all that kind of stuff but that stuff is in your powder blushes it's in your eyeshadows it's in like it's in so much and again you're putting it on your face almost every day especially if you're heavy on the makeup right so it's like again your skin is absorbing that stuff and it just kind of freaks me out because not only is our skin doing all of that kind of stuff but if you turn around you and you look at the food you're eating I mean, it's just coming in every which way direction. So the fact that you're like really priding yourself on trans transparency and you're like, this is like, this is not going to cause you cancer later in life <laughs> because yeah. heaven forbid we just be that freaking simple. Um... Yeah. <laughs> well, I always like to talk about this, like the why behind clean beauty, because I think there, there's so much, I call it like clean shaming, you know, all mm. these brands that you know, we're the cleanest or we're the cleanest and we're the cleanest. And yeah, standard is a part of that because we do label ourselves clean beauty. But the problem is there's no regulation on what clean beauty is. So for us, that's why we wanted to define. No, we're saying we're clean and this is what it means. You know, so we have our list and the why that's important. I think this is where people get confused is like, I don't, you know, I just want to use what I want to use. Like, I don't want to think about why, but the reason there's a why is because 
what you put on your skin gets absorbed into your bloodstream. Like I said earlier, your skin is your largest organ. And we as girls, I'm one of them, use so many products and you're not thinking about that uh, the tax that that it has on your body. And not only is it just, you know, like you were saying about the carcinogens, but what you're doing when that goes into your bloodstream is it's really bad for your hormones. That's, that's one of the main issues that I would say with this is the hormone disruptors. And I would say, you know, if you feel disconnected from that thought, it's like so many girls don't realize your hormones are so important and vital to every area of our life, especially as women. And not the only one, but many girls today, a majority of my friend group even struggle with so many issues when it comes to their hormones, whether it's energy levels, PCOS, you know, endometriosis, the list goes on. And those are all really rooted in hormones. And I'm not saying your skincare products are the only things that can fix that, but it's definitely one thing that you can try to be more conscious of and make educated choices around. And so that's why we're trying to make it clear and easier to understand. Yeah, as you should though. And I feel like more branding should absolutely lean into that because I don't know about like you, I hate having to like really dig into each one of like whatever I'm using and being like, okay, is this okay? Am I going to, you know, what is this doing? And like you said, hormones are so important. They actually really affect women so bad when it comes to, I mean, like we're all over the place on our period half the time. So it's like, can you imagine trying to level this out and then turn around and it's like, you know, what you're eating is affecting you, what you're putting on your skin is affecting you. Like, that's very overwhelming. So to kind of be able to like, look at an ingredient and be like, oh, I can name every single thing on this. Awesome. I love that's actually probably one of my favorite things. I like reading ingredients and being like, what does this do? (laughs) Same. And I also the other best resource that you can use right now, I think is the Think Dirty app. If you have on your phone, you can scan products, you can look up products. It's a really helpful resource. I think even with our products or other clean labeled products, you still might read it and not know every ingredient on there. So one one thing, because we have actives in ours. We're we're cosmeceutical. That's something that's to the core of our products, which is actually a pharmaceutical grade cosmetic product that's a cosmeceutical. And so we wanted it to have those performance driven elements so that you were not running back to your tried and true um, products. Cause you know, as you know, as all girls know, if you're using a clean product and it does not work, you're going to go back to the one that I'm out, I'm out so fast (laughs) in care, whatever it is, you know, if it doesn't work. And so our products are, anti-aging have the ultra hydrating benefits you're looking for in your skincare so that hopefully this is your tried and true not that you're going to need to run back to your other products so there are going to be ingredients on the list that you know you may not recognize but that's why I always say download the think dirty app not just for standard but for any of your products you're shopping whether it's like home home uh, cleaning products or your skincare. And then that way you can know like the way that Think Dirty will visualize it all is like on the scale, like what is this one ingredient on a scale of clean? So that you know, you know, maybe it's not 100% clean because it's not just coconut oil, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but what is that scale? Is it like on the lower scale or is it a high risk one? It'll tell you. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting to know. I'm gonna, definitely downloading that app because- 
I mean, it's better than like Googling the ingredients in the store and trying to figure yeah. out what it does. Also, if you're Googling, this is something that I was coming across just through my own research of life as you'd Google, oh, is this ingredient bad? And then it's like, this ingredient is bad. Then one Google search below, this ingredient is great. And then you are going through Right, that. and you're like, okay, Google, you did nothing. You absolutely just confused me even more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Um, I love that this is a very clean, like, but it's self-defined as clean because like you said, you you define what you mean by clean. Um, What I would love to know too about this, like, to kind of wrap the interview up a little bit, I would love to know the ins and outs of starting this whole thing. And when when there were times where you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. And were there times? I mean, you're only a year into this thing. And I can tell you a year into Slay F Creative Studio, I was looking at Chauncey and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. This could all like blow up next month. I got no clue. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, one of a few, there's definitely a few moments that have happened. And to your point earlier, it, it has not been smooth sailing all across the way. And I think that's honestly the most fun part of a startup is you have to stay on your toes and you have to deal with a lot of challenges that come up with a corporate company that has so many years and, and, and systems and routines and all these things that doesn't exist in a startup, especially as a founder, you really have to be in the weeds and be ready to pivot whenever you need to. One of the biggest challenges that we had where I think me and all my co-founders had that moment where like, can we really do this was actually really early on because we started during right before COVID. And then Ooh. when we were ready to get package packaging and, and all that was like COVID had just started. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone is in the product space, you might've been aware or even watching the news at the time, but there was all these ships off the coast of California that were coming from overseas that were just stuck there like I don't know how many miles off off the coast like a mile you could even kind of see them they just sat there for months and so our packaging was just sitting out there you know and, and it was here we had paid for it it should have been able to be used and we couldn't get it off and that was just sitting everything else was ready so then you know we kind of when things like that happened where there was massive delays it was like okay, so we're all having to save time in our schedule because we're trying to juggle keeping other work going so that we can have this startup on the side. But then it's like, we're going to need to spend a lot of time on this. So just kind of a juggle of of that. And that was definitely really difficult um, to have those timelines so delayed and just have no idea of when we could actually start it. And then it was obviously COVID in general, which we all went through. Yeah. Things of that, And we just, you know, you never we weren't really sure what was happening. Was there going to be an economy that was okay? Was were people going to still want skincare at that time? You know, when people's health is on the line, it's like, are we launching a skincare product? Like, you You're like, are we being a little tone deaf? Like, <laughs> there was just that dance. And I think, you know, we all re figured out how to navigate it in a way that made everyone feel comfortable. And, you know, we were obviously ready to launch. There was a lot of amazing companies that launched during COVID too. So it was a good time. Um, but yeah, I think what we learned most about that is actually using it as like a blessing. COVID was a great experience for us. We actually went back to the drawing board on a few of our formulas and took extra long with them, did more um, testing with them just to make sure that they really were that higher standard that we believed in and we wanted 
for our products. And so it ended up actually being something that we all speak really highly of, but it was hard. Oh, I bet. I bet. Now, I mean, I know our audience has their own difficulties. They're starting their own business, so on and so forth. So I always like to leave our audience with some action items, tips, inspiration, or anything like that. Yeah. Having pivoted just so much in your life and having, you know, dropped out of college and like all of this kind of stuff or whatever, and to have things work out to where you are at this moment in time, was there anything that you could go back to tell yourself during like those hard moments where you're like, you know, keep going because you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going to you know happen to you or anything like that. What are some inspirational words, words of wisdom, tips, anything like that, that you can kind of share? I think there's a few, but definitely to stay and keep going and keep the consistency. Cause I think I'm sure a lot of you have heard of the 10,000 hours rule and you don't really realize when you're going, you know, I've been in this industry now for a little bit over 10 years, I believe. And so I think I didn't realize at the time how I was actually getting all of my miles in. And I was really, you know, getting every single, you know, hour has added up up over after, you know, all those years now. And so you realize how much foundation that you have and just being, you know, sticking to it and not giving up. And then also not being afraid of failure. I am mm. so lucky that I actually was a part of some failures very early on too. And I think that if you're only a part of successes, it actually can be a detriment because then you kind of have that looming, like you, you get a little bit scared to start new because, oh, what if it fails? But I have been a part of failures that were pretty painful at the time, but then they made me so much stronger for everything else I worked on after. It made me be able to ask the right questions earlier. It made me way more resilient. It it made me also not fear failure and not fear putting things out there and trying new things because I knew what it felt like to fail. And I think you can look at failure as a really big bummer, or you can look at it as such a blessing. And I think just that would be my main advice is, is kind of like running to the failure and fail fast so that you can get out and um, make what you want. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm a big fan. I've definitely made it a part of my process too, with like the fail fast so that you know what doesn't work um, so that you can try something else to see if it actually works. Like yeah. it's one of those things you just got to like, let it go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hannah, tell everybody where they can find you, find your products, do all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so standard, uh, you can find it online, standardselfcare.com. And all of our handles for standard are at standard self-care. We're on every social platform, but we're very active on Instagram and TikTok. We share a lot of skin tips. So if you're in the skincare space or just obsessed with it like we are, follow our TikTok because we're very active there and we love our skincare deep dives. And for myself, I'm just at Hannah Minardi. Amazing. All right, Hannah, thank you so much. Oh, you have something else. Share it, girl. I also want to share that we have a fun code for you all for 40% off. So it's going to be SSS40 for 40% off anything on our site. Oh my gosh, 40% off. You got okay, so um you better be taking advantage of this Slay Nation because that's 40% off on their site. That is a huge discount. 
Hannah, thank you. That was really nice. We're excited to support what you guys have built here. And we're yeah, just so excited that you had me on. And I hope that you guys all get to try Standard or join our skincare community too, because we'd love to chat with you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much again for joining us and for your lovely 40% off. Slay Nation, go take advantage of that. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. And Hannah, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me.